I'm Jay, and this is my head with life mate, Silent Bob. Don't tell me you guys have no idea there's a new comic book movie being made of the old comic book movie you two are the basis for. That old ass star-studded piece of shit, that movie sucked balls. Suck asshole too. Your Honor, I object. I'll allow it, that movie did suck balls and asshole. Your methods. Let's do this. Hey, it's Jay and Silent Bob. Everybody looking here to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And we are finishing up our Kevin it sucks. Smith there, and I said Kevin it. Smith and who's directing this shit anyway? Kevin fucking Smith. Smells like months. this reboot. <laughs> wow, it's been that long. It, it's been it close seems, to it. It feels like it's it. been at least six months. I, wow. Because we were doing this back in May when I went to the Secret Stash. So. Oh my God, we were. Yeah. So. This is this is Ooh. the last time we would talk about Kevin Smith for a long time. Well, I think we're ending I'm it so on a sad. Good note because we're ending it on a movie that's coming out. Like we watched all of his old stuff in this universe, and now it's like, hey, this you know this is what we were building to. Yeah, so it's almost yeah. like I, it's almost like I had this planned from the beginning. Hang on, we're that organized. So <laughs> we're that organized. I'm that evil. <laughs> My evil plan has finally come to fruition. Good. So today we're talking about Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, uh, a film that has kind of come out in theaters this week. Uh, there were two Fathom Events screenings. We all went to the screening on Tuesday. There was a double feature with Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back with Reboot tonight as we're recording this on Thursday. We did not go see that because we are here. Although if I had known how late we were going to start, I might have. <laughs> um. Just kidding. It's not your fault. I know it's not my <laughs> fault. Believe me, I know. <laughs> stupid, <laughs> stupid baby elks. Um, Got that. Uh, all those belks. Okay, so Ryan and I went to see this with together with my wife. So it was yes. the three of us. It wasn't. Oh. Um, and we have some stories about our adventures to get there. <laughs> uh, Devin, oh. who, who'd you go see this movie with? I saw this movie with myself. <laughs> and a crowd of Kevin Smith fans. Okay. So this is the was this your first time in a crowd of Kevin Smith fans? Yeah. They are special. Did you enjoy the company or did you make any friends or I didn't make any friends, but everyone that I talked to was absolutely wonderful. Yeah. It's a good group of people. How many people did it you is. talk to? I talked to basically the four people on either side of me. Because no. I ended up with a special poster and they didn't end up with one. Oh, nice. We we did get our posters. You got a poster? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how, how full was your theater out in Los Angeles? Packed. There was Packed. no room. That makes sense, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not How surprised. full was your theater? Uh, I said to Ryan, it was just as full as the theater we went to see the Joker in on sun, uh, the previous Sunday. Really? Maybe so. even a little less. Yeah, and it, but it was a bigger theater, so yeah. Oh, okay. Like it, I was, I went for Central Pennsylvania on a Tuesday evening. I was impressed. That's um, pretty good. So, yeah. Um, so, I did a thing before we went to the movie, and I, I had teased that I was going to do this, and I actually followed through. Just Love like it. I will, just like I will for Halloween. Um, but so I cosplayed for the premiere 
just I just want to emphasize something. He was the only one to cosplay. I was the, wait, you were the only one to cosplay. I was the only one to cosplay as Silent Bob. I didn't see Did other any people joke. cosplays other things. There was somebody two rows behind us in a Mubi's restaurant shirt. I love that. Yeah. I don't think Ryan saw it, but I did. That doesn't count as cosplaying. I I think it had his name on it, so it does. Doesn't count as cosplaying. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ryan is gatekeeping well, cosplaying. No, 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 hard. No, no, no. To be fair, this There's guy was line. This guy was not flipping burgers and putting flies in them. I <laughs> committed. <laughs> so You did when, commit. So when we picked up Ryan bef- for dinner, um I had to like lean down to tie my shoe as we're waiting for him to come downstairs. So I'm standing outside of my car, tying my shoe. I hear the door open to Ryan's apartment and I just stand up dead silent and just go, <laughs> just start waving to him like silent Bob. Yes. We get in the car. I don't say a word. And my wife's like, he's been doing this since he put on the damn hat. <laughs> I'm not even a little upset. I love that. And I kept the bit going for a bit. I was like, okay, now, now, now I'm done. And then Ryan was all surprised that I showed up in the car. Like my hat was camouflage or something. Oh yeah. 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 Um, it was like, oh yeah. It sounded like painful it was, memories. It was the fastest Chinese, Chinese fire drill I've ever seen. Yeah. All of a sudden Anna was driving and then boom, like that. Alan was in the seat. Then Alan was like, where did he come from? Yeah. Okay. So. That's fun. Since Ryan hasn't talked much, Ryan, what did you think of Jay and Silent Bob reboot? <laughs> it in- was good. I, okay. I, I I loved it. It it was everything in the trailer that I wanted. Like all of everything that I saw in the trailer that I was hoping the movie would be from the scenes that I saw, it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think back to moments that I could talk about, but it's 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 going to have to be in conversation because right now I just have a okay, blur of everything. But yeah, I mean, I <laughs> I'm happy that I saw it. Okay. I'm happy that I saw it the way I saw it. As in, we went for this like screening, and it just it felt special. Okay, Devin, what yeah. did you think? I loved it. It was everything I wanted it to be. Okay. I hated it on Ryan Tusk levels. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so like impressed. No, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I had some issues with it, but it's a lot of fun. Like it's exactly what I wanted this movie to be. I had, I was, I had fears that it wouldn't be that, but I'm completely yeah. glad that it was. There were a couple things that it did that I was genuinely shocked about. Okay. Well, we'll get into those now before we get into the details of the movie. How helpful was it that we had just watched everything from Clerks to this point? Very helpful. Like, essential. Brian? I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean... To get all of the jokes, you'd have had to have seen all of the films. Except for maybe Chasing Amy. I, I disagree. Chasing Amy is like the only one that's vital for that Ben Affleck scene to make any sense. You have to yeah. have seen chasing Amy or you could just lean over and say, that was a lady that was bisexual that he had a relationship with. And fell <laughs> yeah, but then, then, the, <laughs> and then boom, that's it. That's what you need to know. No, like Ryan's standards for talking to the theater are way different than mine. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's the only scene that is vital that you have seen at least chasing Amy. Like 
Brody's stuff at the at the stash doesn't really rely on you seeing the strikes back or hence why I said jokes to get oh, all of the jokes in the film to get the background story on the jokes. You would have had to have seen all the movies. There wasn't really jokes with the chasing Amy thing. No, there with wasn't her really. Coming in. It wasn't jokes. It was, but for that to make any sense, like story wise, you have to have seen chasing Amy, or have somebody lean over and say, "That's the lady that he had his brother." But no, like, like I don't think, <laughs> I don't think the the Holden stuff hits as hard if you don't know the story. Like, oh, true. You, if you don't go through that that journey with him in that film, and know what that film's about the jokes about oh yeah like it should never been told that kind of story should never been told by by a cis white male like (laughs) i loved it i loved it so much i did like it and it and it is a plus i mean you do have to watch all of all of the films to appreciate this one i'm just saying what i'm saying because chasing amy was the one that i least liked (laughs) so i had a little bit of this film spoiled for me beforehand how uh kevin smith Yeah, who told you kevin smith uh (laughs) he did it wasn't like a lot of stuff it was he did a video where he was answering questions about fan theories in the vsu universe Mm -hmm. and one of the questions was about who amy is who silent bob's amy is somebody Mm -hmm. came up with a theory and we didn't talk about this on the show because once we watched Tusk, there was no convincing Ryan to watch a movie, another movie set in Canada by Kevin Smith. Um, in Yoga Hosers, Kevin Smith's wife plays a character named Miss McKenzie, Mrs. McKenzie, mm-hmm. um, who has a daughter, who's one of the Yoga Hosers. So the theory was because Jay makes a joke about what does she live in Canada or something when he brings up Amy at the diner, that this was his Amy. Oh, wow. Um, two things are spoiled when Kevin Smith answered this question. No, but you will you will be able to meet Amy in this one. Aw. And two, Mrs. McKenzie's in this movie. It's the same one from Yoga Hosers. Oh, wow. So it was the same one? It was the same one. The, the woman he hooks up with in... Um, Movies. Movies. Yeah. Connects this movie to Yoga Hosers and Ryan's favorite film of all time, Tusk. Tusk. I just want to say that I am totally fine with, with watching Yoga Hosers and Moose Straws when Moose Straws eventually comes out because Tusk is only one movie and he has proved with his other films that he's not a bad filmmaker or somebody who just doesn't or somebody who just doesn't make ridiculous concept movies. Yeah. I just hate yeah. Tusk. Yeah. I, Five I times fair. more totally than fair. I hate Chasing Amy. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, how did you feel this movie opening with Justin Long? I thought that was hysterical. That's another tie-in as well. Justin Long is, playing, so? this, is playing loosely the same character he played in Zack and Miriam Make a Porno. I've never seen that one. I, I saw it a long time ago. He played a gay porn actor. Okay. Who, who I guess now is a lawyer in Los Angeles or rep- pretending to be one for this Good. movie's sake. Um, but yeah, he's playing that character. So he, Kevin Smith kind of used this movie to tie in everything except for Cop Out. It's what it's out. I so. mean, are we talking about everything he tied in? Uh, we can then. But so this movie 
Yeah, Justin Long is playing a way different character in this one than he was in Tusk. Yes. <laughs> this time I loved his character in this, though. Yeah, then I think you should probably go back and watch Zack and Mary Mac Porno. Not for the podcast. It's on the list. We're not, we're not doing it for the podcast, not for a year. No Kevin Smith films <laughs> for a year. I'm putting that rule out now. Good. There, there's a lot of other directors we can dive into, like Tommy Wiseau. Uh, yes! Oh, we should. No. No, we're taking Aww. it. Um, so the movie opens at... Well, uh, before we get into this too much, I guess we should say, there's, there's going to be spoilers. Yeah. If you've made it this far into Kevin Smith week, like I'm, I'm hoping you've seen the movie. If not, uh, go see it on the the road show. Yeah. Because um, he's not just opening it up in the theater that he's talking at. He's opening it at like every theater in the city, right? Yes. I believe that's how it's working. So, yeah. Uh, which, before we get into this too much more, would you guys pay to go see the road show? To go see the movie again in the road show with thousand percent. Yeah. Brian. It would have to be more than just seeing the movie again. Well, it'd be a Q&A with Kevin and Jay. Well, well, then yes. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, so I, would that, I can't wait. So that, that's our recommendation for Jane Silent Bob Reboot. Now onto the spoilers. So Yay. the opening scene of this left me with a big question. What yeah. the hell has Randall gotten himself into that Dante's first reaction to the SWAT team is, I can tell you where Randall is. I know where he is. Yeah. I think that's a teaser for the new Clerks one. I hope so. Um, I know his plans for Clerks 3 have changed since he shot this. So, oh. like in the last in the last month, they announced that they're actually doing it with Randall coming back. So, good. Um, yeah, I mean, so- it opens how I want it to open. It opens, like, by the quick stop. It opens with him doing the goodbye horses thing. Like, what i wanted did you notice it was shaved in a heart i know it was so cute yeah <laughs> i was wondering which one of us is you could bring up jason muse's pubic hair <laughs> <laughs> who did we guess ryan at this Not point me. at this point it's jay and silent bob it's kevin smith it's that universe i don't care yeah i don't care how that sounds i really don't because that's part of the humor <laughs> of this movie is being able to point that type of stuff out yeah Okay, so I'm trying to think of the best way to touch on, like, talk about this movie. And I get, so the opening is pretty much the same as Strikes Back. They're at yeah. the quick stop, they get arrested, and then they go to Brody at the comic book store. Yeah. I so, mean, it's like the same beats, but I loved the courtroom scene. Okay, let's talk about the courtroom scene. So we had Justin Long, like we already talked about. Yeah. Joe Maglinello playing the, the bailiff. Right. And Craig Robinson is the judge. Yeah. I did I mean, not... I, I just thought the whole scene was so good. Like, they all played off of each other so well, mm. and it was just good casting. My wife was very confused about why Joe Maglinello was there. <laughs> yeah. She's like, why is he in this movie? I'm like, well, they were on that episode of Big Bang Theory together. Like, him and Kevin Smith were in an episode in the last season. She's like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. And she noticed that his name tag had the same name as his character from True Blood. Oh, did it? Yeah. 
Maybe that's a tie oh. into True Blood. Maybe this I, is the same universe as True Blood. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I it, want. I love him roping in universes. Yeah, I, I don't think that's the case. I think it was just like a Easter egg. Um, yeah, I love that the the judge's name was Judge Jerry and Executioner. Yep. Um, I think the bailiff who brings them in at the beginning of that scene is actually Jason Mewes' wife. Oh, is it? Yeah, and Kevin Smith's assistant. I like that. Who, who runs like a Smodco company. Which reminds okay. me, I think I've been watching too much cinema since because the beginning of this movie had way too many opening intros. It had way too many opening intros. I'm like, I don't understand what that one Ferrari one was. It was like a Ferrari with like the weed for the wheels or something. Oh, that was Jason. Was Silent that for Bob. a company? It was Jane Silent Bob. Oh, was it? Yeah. It I was couldn't just really read the logo that like it made. Yeah, it was just a Hot Wheels esque looking car. Yeah, that's the new yeah. Jay and Silent Bob brand thing that they're doing. Which, for a film like this, being so self financed, it makes sense for it to have all of those. Most of those are Kevin yeah. Smith's company, so he's moving money around from View Askew. I think the View Askew one was just mm. in tribute for twenty five years, and then you yeah. had Smodco, the Jay and Silent Bob. But yeah, I was like, oh my god, there are so many of these. Like, I just hear, I yeah. could hear the 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 sin counter, ding. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um. Okay, so the scene at the comic book store is pretty much the same exact scene that we got in Strikes Back, but I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah. It was a combination of his scene and then Ben Affleck's scene in Strikes Back. Because I think at that yeah, point, because they, they use Ben Affleck for other things in this. I think at that point they didn't know they were getting Ben Affleck back, so. Oh. I think that's why. I th- and I think Jason Lee was supposed to play the the Ben Affleck part later on in the movie too. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know how they were going to do it, but I have. I was thinking about it. I don't know how else that move, like how that how the movie would end without that scene. Like I don't it's know. It's so what, like pivotal. It is. So I don't know what the alternative to that was. Yeah. If there was one. Um I I guess instead of going scene by scene in this, what are your what are your guys' favorite moments in this movie? There are a lot. Um I think one of the parts that stands out to me the most that I talked the most about to other people was the gratuitous Matt Damon cameo. Oh, okay. The the cameo from Loki where he just turns around and it's like, like hi, apropos of nothing, yeah. nothing to do with the movie. Touched just like an angel. tying in yeah. the Bourne universe. Touched by just, an angel. Just making jokes about it. <laughs> my God. That was one of my favorite running gags is when the actors that went on to do bigger, better things would like just slip in like some of their work. Ben Affleck was the, like had the best of it. It's like, okay, they're gone, girl. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And it's like, it's just us league. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah it, it it yeah the the matt damon part was good i before the movie started because we went to see it for the uh the fathom event they had like a like a 10 minute thing with uh uh with kevin smith and jason muse jason muse thank you yeah <laughs> <laughs> with uh with them just talking about the film and I, one of one of one of one of the things about Kevin Smith's movies in the View Skewers that kind of like 
I'm not sure how I feel about it is when it goes from being joking, jokey, jokey to like serious and like yeah. a scene that's supposed to like grab you. And it's something that he actually acknowledged in that moment about like, Hey, you know, there might be a, you know, scenes that might like tug you a little bit and all that other stuff. The only one that I actually liked was the one where Jay was, uh, telling his daughter, uh, when they were at the Comic-Con and they went in their separate directions and he had a yeah. moment to like tell her how he felt without actually telling her that he was her dad. And then her mm-hmm. reaction to it as in like, this is the closest thing she ever had to like a father figure at that moment. That was the only scene where I was like getting there. But I, I think the scene before that, when they're just sharing the cup of coffee, but outside the van, I, I really enjoyed that scene too. Yeah. I think, and I think that plays into the scene that you're talking about. Oh, too. it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, I, it I builds think, into it. Yeah. From that coffee, like that coffee scene for me, the, the most emotional one was his conversation with Ben Affleck, like just bringing it back to chasing Amy and talking about being a father. And like, yeah. I, I just enjoyed that so much bringing, uh, Alyssa Jones back into it and just having him talk and yeah. make sense of it all Listen, for him. I like that they got her back for it. And I, mm-hmm. and I liked how he talked about it, about being a dad, because that kind of helped him out because Jay was constantly saying like, I never had a dad. I don't know what to do. Like I flat out don't know. Um, but I don't know. I think it might be a disconnect because the whole dad thing to me, like I have cats. (laughs) I'm an animal. Neither of us are dads. Yeah, I know. But like, it's something that like, to me, Jay telling her direct and that like I feel like everything else kind of builds to that moment yeah. um, even though didn't that happen after that didn't him talking to Ben Affleck happen after they separated yeah okay so I, I think at that part I was looking more for like the goofiness and then that happened and then I was listening to like them going back and forth well, I, I think the Ben so. Affleck thing has a good bit of both of that like a little bit of all that because yeah. he's like wait who's a father like yeah <laughs> yeah um, well, well, I mean, yeah, it was just, I don't know. I, personally, I think I don't take that much interest in it because of my feeling towards chasing Amy. That's fine. Sure. That's fair. I think that's why. Yeah. I mean, like looking at it, it's good. It's set up right. Like I, it definitely impacts Jay's character the way that it should, like how it comes across. So like yeah. it, 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 it it was done well. It's just, yeah, <laughs> for me personally, anyway. Okay, where do we I think go? I was just, uh, I think I was just surprised that like the guy that started the movie with his wiener tucked in was like the emotional core of the movie. Yeah, me too. I saw he posted something on Facebook, and I it was one of those things that posted right as I refreshed Facebook, so no one had commented oh. on me yet. So I was like, okay, now's my chance. <laughs> Yeah. So I just commented, saw the movie last night, loved it. Great job, Jay. Oh, um, and like a bunch of people liked it, but none of them were Jason Muse. So, um, yeah, That's a shame. he, this, like looking at his acting, even from strikes back, like he's leaps and bounds better. Like I was super, really super impressed. Um, 
Well, and like you and I read uh, Kevin Smith's autobiography, and we know that like people kind of talk shit on Jay. Yeah. Or yeah, Jason Mewes. Like they just they don't think he's acting in it. And like, of course he is. Well, I mean, can you? Okay, so you guys both read the book. Yeah. I didn't. Well, you guys listened to the book. I didn't. Right. I count that as reading. I'm going to. T- it's not reading. I'm going to take your word for it and and obviously anybody who's listened or read the book is going to have the same opinion you guys do on him his total acting is leaps and bounds better than where it was i'm not going to say that he was legitimately trying to act out the character i guess professionally from clerks one in uh um up until dogma. Yeah. Because I mm. feel like he was just playing a stereotype and that's kind of easy to do Yeah, for most people who have been around the acting scene for even a little bit. Like I feel like playing a stereotype is easier than having to like get to know a character and trying to hit those points on one. Um, I, I know from a certain point up to a certain point, he was still like trying to do construction back in New Jersey construction yeah oh, wow. he was in construction for a while while they were doing these that makes sense um but i think at a certain point like around strikes back and dogma yeah he started looking at this as a career so yeah well, all right hey, i mean i didn't know i mean the, the, the scene that i mentioned as one of my favorite with him talking to his daughter like yeah that scene to me like is a, an example of where he is as an actor because because that was the scene that 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 took me back and that took me back watching his ability in, in that scene. So yeah. speaking, speaking of acting abilities, I was fully prepared to say this is my least favorite performance by silent Bob. And then, oh. he, and then he spoke, I was not a big fan of the whole hold on. And then just typing on the phone very loudly. It got, got old very fast. It was worth it for the the blunt man joke. Yeah. But it wasn't my favorite. Like, I could have done without that. I was like, I'm not really feeling Silent Bob in this. And then he had my favorite moment in this whole film when he just starts going off the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross monologue. The the, copies for closer speech. Yeah. I lost it. And my wife had to learn, lean over to me like, are you okay? I was like, no, I'm not. Cause I know what he's doing. He's going to say it. And then he said it. Okay. So <sighs> I was completely confused in that entire thing. Did you ever hear the, yeah, oh, I guess we need to do Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. So I need to, we do that. have to, cause I, I haven't seen anything but that scene. What? Same here. It's a David Mamet play that was turned into a movie with Jack Lemon, Al Pacino, Kevin Spacey, but we're not going to pay attention to that mm. one. Alec Baldwin. I feel like I'm missing more. But the, uh, the movie opens with this whole scene where Alec Baldwin goes off on this sales meeting, talking to all these realtors or salesmen about you have to like up your game. So he yells at Jack Lemmon, put the coffee down. Coffee's for closers. And he goes off on this whole rant. They're like, who the hell are you? Like, fuck you. That's my name. Like, it's a whole, this is whole rant that they just made for the movie, but it's fantastic. Um, 
they made a par- they did a parody of it on SNL where he plays an elf yelling at all the elves in Santa's workshop. Um, but yeah, we're definitely adding Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Good, because it's been on my personal list for a while. Yeah. I've never heard of it before. I'll, I'll I sing. think Pat Oswalt does a joke about it, and that's like what got me in, into that. Um, so there's that. Yeah, I lost it that scene. Like, Chris Jericho is the as soon as the Klansmen showed up, I was like, "Oh God, what are they? Yeah, what are they going to do now?" So just like they pissed off the Catholics, they're going to piss off the white supremacists, and you know what? That's okay. I'm okay with it. Yep. So what what was your guys' favorite like joke in this whole thing, or one that stands out to you? Oh, that's such a good question. Because there are a couple of times where I like legitimately lost it in the theater. God, I mean. I like the Chris Hemsworth cameo a lot. I know it's not like a Jay and Silent Bob joke, but like that was fun. That was fun. I like that one. It wasn't really necessary, but it was like, okay, this is more fun at the end yeah, of the movie. Why, yeah. why not? Yeah, no, got him. I'm going to go and say that it was completely necessary. Well, when you had the girls talking about him so much, I was like, yes. yeah, that, that makes more sense now. Like, yeah, well, yeah. you got him. So. Um, so hold on, Alan, you brought up, uh, silent Bob's performance in this. Yes. I have a burning question. I've literally been dying to ask you since I saw the movie. Okay. So for those of you that aren't in our group chat, because no one else is, (laughs) we talk a lot about which is our favorite oceans movie. I like oceans 12 a lot. Alan can't stand it because of the part where Julia Roberts plays Julia Roberts playing Julia Roberts. Kevin Smith played Kevin Smith being Kevin Smith. How do we feel? Did you hate it? Because the second that happened, I went, oh my God, Alan's going to hate this. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I think you? It, I think it works better here because he's making fun of his celebrity. Okay. So he's making fun of Kevin Smith as the character that he is when he goes up on stage at these kinds of things and how the crowd goes nuts and how mm-hmm. like, I think it works better from that aspect than it does with the Julia Roberts thing. But as soon as we walked out of the theater, it was like, they did the fucking Ocean's 12 thing. And I don't know how yeah, I feel about did. that. Um, Just for but clarification, I like that he takes jabs at not, himself. I, I am not in these Ocean 11, 12, 13, 14, 20, 25, 50 conversations. <laughs> because, I'm, because I'm normally at work. And I look down and I see that you two have sent like 25 messages between each other and i'm like what are what are these guys talking about now <laughs> hey i'm at work too i just have oceans 11 on on my screen so yeah, that's fine that's i've so cool. got interstate 81 on my screen i've got interstate well, you should stop looking at your screen and drive because you're on interstate 81 <laughs> i <laughs> the windshield the windshield the windshield being my screen oh uh, okay uh, <laughs> everybody else got that except for you and everybody's staring that was at you the, the, that was the joke um yeah you've only seen oceans 11 right yeah okay maybe we need to settle this the uh, julia roberts with oceans 12 and have ryan watch oceans 12 I'll, I'll put that on the list okay i think it's a good one to watch um yeah so that was like my burning question to you like i wanted to know the whole time like did alan hate this didn't hate it didn't love it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like some of the jokes they did with it because they, they could make more jokes in this because it, it, the movie is self-aware where Ocean's 12 isn't. Yeah. 
uh, they can make jokes about, oh, God, he puts his daughter in everything and have his daughter say that line. <laughs> and then she then she gets to punch him later on. And Yeah. Um, I did like how he kept making fun of himself. Like, that character that is his daughter, like, obviously in real life his daughter's name's Harlequin, but in this one her name's Millennium Falcon. Like, I think that's a jab at him. Yeah. Oh, it definitely is. It, I almost feel like he spent a year and a half reading Facebook, Reddit, and YouTube comments on his material and just wrote in stuff that he saw people commenting into the movie he's, he's as been, lines. He's been doing that since the early 90s. Like, the mod, the, the View Askew website was like one of the first message, bo- message boards for movies. And yeah. like, he was very active on that from an early start. Like, I think he tells a story in his book about he told his wife the first time they met during the, their interview that, oh, yeah, I respond to everything on that site. So if you ever want to ask me more questions, just post something on there and I'll respond. And then she did. And he, he responded. And then now they're married. Hmm. So. Like he's been reading that stuff for years, so he's completely yeah. aware of what it all is. And so, it's and yeah. it's obvious yeah. by the stuff that he makes. Yeah, and I think that I don't think it hurts it at all, though. Like no. I think it definitely adds to it. I like the fact that he does it. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that he sees what people say, whether it be completely negative or said in a joking manner, and he just uses it. Just like he said on stage when he was portraying his own persona he said yeah i just guilted everybody i could to be in my film like <laughs> yeah because of the heart attack yeah yeah i mean i thought that was funny now i personally going back to the i guess i guess the julia roberts thing in oceans 12 i like it when actors do that i like it when they have an actor who pretends to play the celebrity that they are in the character that they're playing in the film yeah. I I I personally like it regardless of how it's done because I find it intriguing. I find it interesting, and I I I will make the argument that, and we'll talk about this when we do Ocean's Twelve. In Ocean's yes. Twelve, it's just lazy. It's just straight up lazy. Here, it's at least a little bit more. It makes a little bit more sense because they're making fun of his career, and the movie's already meta to begin with, and like. Ryan yeah. Reynolds does the same thing in Deadpool where he plays Ryan Reynolds, but it, the di- main difference is in Ocean's 12, they're trying to con people into thinking she's Julia Roberts when we all know that she's Julia Roberts, but no one else is supposed to know that. Like, right. It, it's just like here. It's like, okay. Yeah. Talking that's about the audience. Yeah. Like they, the, it, I don't want to, you'll, you'll see. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this too much. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the, we'll, we'll talk about it then because this yeah, is we'll like the then. most controversial part of that movie. Um, Apparently, yes. Okay, so what was your guys' favorite cameo? This one's gonna be. Tough. Oh man! So is this a tough question? But it's actually not part of the movie. It's part of the credits, okay. and it was Stanley. Oh that part, God! I forgot uh, about that, that part. One almost made me cry a little bit i'm I think, gonna be honest i think it made my wife cry yeah oh it, it was it was so sweet and like such a like tender moment and you could tell like stanley was still having a good time and then like you know kevin smith trolled him just by like 
Stan Lee reading his line and Kevin Smith just staring at him. And he's like, I'm the silent character. Yeah. And then he's like, get me, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, I don't know. I love it. When they're at the airport. Which one? I, f- I forget her name. Oh, Molly Shannon. Shannon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, The person that was trying to book them in. You know, that's the one that's the one cameo in this that I can't make sense of. Like, I think he's just been a fan of hers and reached out and she said yes. Like, I can't place her with any like any connection to them at all. See, these are the moments that I'm happy that I'm just a casual fan of movies. And I don't know these people by name and can point them out in like a crowd because to me, I'm just enjoying the faces I'm seeing on the screen. I don't I have no idea where they're coming from. And unless they were in past movies because I've seen them. But the ones that like he might have been friends with because he was a co-producer on something or he, you know, directed a, an episode of this show or that show. I have no idea about any of that stuff. So I just take them as they come in. And I thought her there playing somebody from Southern Jersey with a Southern accent. <laughs> that to me was the linchpin and why that was so funny, because I can't tell you how many people back when I used to live on the eastern side of Pennsylvania that I would meet or run into who were from South Jersey, who sounded like they were from Kentucky. No, not Kentucky. Oh, wow. Alabama. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So I have three cameos that I'm going to talk about right now. Yes, yeah, good. Uh, the first one is Brian O'Halloran, not as Dante, but as the news anchor. When oh Justice God, is doing yes. it. Like, I just love that they brought that back as an aspect. Uh-huh. Because they haven't really touched on any of the other Hicks boys in, for a while. So yeah. I, I thought that was a cool cameo. Um, the comic book men at the con. Yeah. Stole it for me because it's just Ming there reading this poem about canceling comic book men. And this is the rest of them just watching Jay and Bob just run by. Like <laughs> I enjoyed that. But the one that really stood out to me was uh Ralph Garman, who I I listen to daily on the Ralph Report. He was Ted Un- he was Ted Underhill, the guy whose credit card number they stole for the for the for the oh ride. my god that was him that was him that was him just yelling like crazy so that one stood out to me because I, like, I know that I, I feel like i know that guy <laughs> um, and then and then of course the clerk's 25th anniversary panel <laughs> they were all in black and white <laughs> and then they turned back black and white like that i yeah. like that a lot too um and that's where this movie they're... becomes self-aware of itself those were the oh, ones yeah. that i really really liked yeah I, no, the movie come, becomes self-aware of itself when it, they turn to the camera again and wink. Oh my and god, that was so good, up. though. Yeah, I think one of them posted a picture of that on their Instagram, like side by side with the first one. Um, is it that identical? Yeah, actually, no. There it is, right in Kevin Smith's story. Uh, it just changed. How did it? Looking it up. Yeah, but yeah, it's. I'll, I'll send you a screenshot, but. Um. Okay, what else do we want to talk about in this movie? Well, back on cameos quick. There was a cameo that didn't make it into the movie, and I understand why it didn't make it into the movie. But it was the little guy or the little kid that bought weed from him from Clerks 2. Mm-hmm. Or not Clerks 2, was it from... It was from the original Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, Strikes Back. I think the one kid was in Clerks 2, though, with Ethan, Ethan Serpy. Yeah, I think it was both of them, right? Like it was. No, it was just one of them showed up in Clerks too. Oh, okay. But um, 
I like that they were back for that like cameo during the credits. Yeah, I know he teased that when they were filming it. Like, oh yeah, these guys are coming back too and all of that. So it was nice seeing that. Uh, there's a lot of things cut in this that I was like, oh, why'd you cut that? Like the whole joke about we're going to Hollywood, Florida? No, California. Yeah. Oh. Like, that was feel, like a whole running gag. Yeah, like it would have been a great gag to just keep it in for those three and then just end it there. Like I know that I brought this up when, when we were in the car driving home away from it, and I did find that to be funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have I don't know if I would have wanted either keep the running gag of Jay of Silent Bob on his phone or do the Florida thing. I don't yeah. I don't I don't know if I would have liked both of them at the same time. I would have loved the Florida bit over the whole Yeah. 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 Especially yeah. when it was just an emoji. Like mm-hmm. I get the joke that he's doing a ridiculous amount of punches on the phone to bring up an emoji. Like I get that. I get that. I get that. That was the joke. I don't know if he was trying to play up like an old person using technology or something. Not not Here, knowing that thing, you can only like, use like one keystroke to get to emoji, my biggest. But... My biggest problem with that is he stops being Silent Bob and becomes Emoji Bob. I still see. Yes, ra- I can get that. I much rather him say something without words or emojis or text. But the few times he did speak in this, which I think is the most he's spoken in these because of the the monologue from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Um, I'm trying to think because I know that he did talk a lot in one of the movies. Like, I mean, his Amy story in Chasing Amy was a lot. Yeah, I think it's very close to Chasing Amy. I think you're right. Um, Are you going for scenes that he speaks in just or lines, words? Lines. Just total number of words. Because um, I know he has like a oh fuck towards the end or something. Yeah, I think he says a couple things. Um, Marvel suing somebody. How did, speaking of, how do we feel <laughs> about the Iron Man part? Uh, I, I absolutely I, loved it. I knew it was coming from the trailer. So. Oh, did you? Yeah. I did an okay job of like forgetting everything that was in the trailer. I made the mistake of watching it right beforehand. Oh, so, got it. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. it. It was fun to play off the Marvel movies. I, I love Brody's line about, don't you say a bad thing about those Marvel movies. Those are my be- bread and butter. <laughs> like that's how I, that's that's true, how I though. in this place. Um, I also really liked his explanation of a reboot and a remake and because I mean, that's basically right. Right. Like that, that like wasn't really for comedic effect. That was more like no, that, a, shine, or a light to society. Yeah. And then they kind of do the same exact thing. And Jay calls them out on it with the girl gang. He's like, Oh, you yeah. guys are all wearing cat, like, like a leather cat suits underneath those clothes. Aren't you? And like, what are you talking about? Um, so what you guys think? Was. I just I just remembered a joke is when they were pulling through that same drive through and he says uh, he, he says like five cow tippers and something for for somebody else. And, and they're yeah. in the back. And they're like, we're vegan. And he goes, fine, four milks. And they're like, we're vegan. <laughs> I just love it. He went to milk like that was the thing that he thought to get them. Oh, man. <laughs> So what did you guys think of the girl, girl gang in this? I thought it was very nice to have like a diverse group of 
girls. I don't want to say women, but but well, they were all supposed to be like 18, 19 years yeah. old. Yeah. I thought I thought it was really cool that each one of them had their own story and it wasn't just like Yeah. It wasn't but, just like generic all, like women. But they all had that common thread of yeah. not having a father, except for the one who turned out to be a Russian spy. Cause she might not have had a father still. We don't know. In in Soviet Russia country, your father. <laughs> <laughs> that turned out better than I thought it would actually. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know where it was going either. Um, I feel like part of having the girl gang being so diverse than they did the first time uh, when it came to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, I feel like that was also tongue in cheek of the whole reboot thing of where they take, you know, these franchises and they like put women in in the main character roles except for the men and then they play through the storyline again just a little bit different yeah um i feel like that was kind of like for the storyline also for jay and the whole father thing but i still feel like that was kind of one of the tongue-in-cheek things to like what to like what uh, to what hollywood's been doing Mm -hmm. oh yeah let's talk about the reboot with that within the reboot a little bit so we have melissa benoist who plays supergirl on the CW yeah. playing Chronic and then Val Kilmer who played Batman in 1995 and, <laughs> and Batman Forever playing Bluntman. So in the world where those two characters are Jay and Silent Bob, that's a weird combination for Jay and Silent Bob. It's really weird. <laughs> um, but I really, oh, enjoyed, and- I really enjoyed that scene. It was a lot of fun. And also Cheech was uh, Alfred, right? Yeah. But I I, yeah. I think I said in the car afterwards, I was like, man, I cannot believe they got Val Kilmer, Melissa Benoist, and Tommy Chong in the same room for that scene. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. To be on set that one day when all the three of them were in the same room. <laughs> it was probably amazing. Oh, man. It, that was... Like I got God bless Kevin Smith, but that editing was so like it's so obvious that they were not together at all. Oh, I missed that part. Oh yeah, like go back and you can find that clip online. It's there. They have no shots together. If they do, oh. they're like on the opposite ends of the screen. Every cut is to one of them, and it's weird. That makes sense. Um, I'm still upset that uh, they weren't able to get Mark Hamill. I thought he was coming and I was disappointed when he wasn't there. Especially when they show the fist coming through the wall. I totally thought it was going to be Mark Hamill. I think I know. I think I knew who was supposed to play clock knocker in this. And they, they had to put the cameo. It was supposed to be Macaulay Culkin. What? Yeah. That would have been amazing. Yeah. I think he had had to back out the last second. I, I, I would have been completely fine with that. Yeah. Um, who knows? I think there's probably more deleted scenes or something that we just didn't see yet. Well, I'll wait for the DVD release. Yeah. Um, so, okay, I have a question because I've been thinking about this for a while. Do I like the movie? And this obviously applies to you guys. Do I like the movie because it's a good movie? Do I like the movie because it's just more Jay and Silent Bob? Or do I like the movie because of the cameos? I think I like it. It's definitely not oscar worthy best movie ever made i think i like it because i like how kevin smith is able to 
do the silly cameos and the jokes, but still give the heart movie some heart. Like the, yeah. at the at the core of the story, it's about Jay being a father and Millennium or Millie not having a father and them getting to know each other on this journey. Um, you could almost take Silent Bob out of this, and it's just a Jay movie. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and I I like it because of the humor. Like, there's a lot of humor in this when it's not that serious part. And it all works together because I'm a fan of this world. Somebody, yeah. I saw somebody comment on a review, I think from Variety for this movie, where Variety is pretty much just bashing the movie. Somebody commented, what? These movies are the Cheech and Chong of my generation, and I will always love them for what they are, no matter what Aww. the critics say. They may not be the best movies, but these are what I want to see. Like These are made yeah. for me. And these movies are made for his audience. Yeah. They're just fun. Yeah. Like that's what they are. There's the, they're silly. They're over the top. They're crude. Like these are just, they're just fun, funny movies. And, and if you watch these films and it's not your type of humor, then it wasn't made for you. And Kevin Smith, I'm pretty sure will be the first person to say that. If you don't like this movie, then it's not for you. Yeah. I mean, this is the guy who went out and protested dogma with the Catholic 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 league exactly so, that's right he did so i mean it's it, it's one of those things where yeah i mean i actually like that it is the uh those movies for our generation yeah i'm really excited for clerks three after this one though like i oh, want i want to see more of these characters and this movie having just watched tusk again it's good to know that he can still make movies that are in easily enjoyable yeah um, you mean to be able to not make any a tusk like movie just movies that <laughs> are why uh, why wider appealing well yeah 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 and i knew that he could yeah. i had i didn't i did not have a doubt in my head that i wasn't that i wasn't gonna like this movie like well did i say that right sure. yeah yeah i got it yeah okay yeah people know what i mean um I didn't have a doubt about it. And, and and that's after seeing Tusk because I know that like, it's just a one shot. I haven't seen yoga hosers yet, but after seeing Tusk, I think I'm going to be more prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how prepared you can be for talking Nazi bratwurst. I'm fine with talking food. I didn't know that was part of the movie. I need to watch this. <laughs> that's the second time you've said that. I forgot about it in between both of those times. By the way, I have a bone to pick with you, Devin. Oh no! What did I do? Um, we'll we'll let Ryan finish his shot. His, his topic. You done? What for him or for the talking food? No, whatever you were saying. Your thought. This is going to sound horrible because I'm not editing this thing. Okay, That's fine. So, so Devin, <laughs> let's do it. Yell at me. Mutual friend of the show, Chad, was in town this weekend. Chad. And we were talking about the kevin smith stuff and he's like yeah you know i definitely watched jay and silent bob with devin in pittsburgh no he did not he did he did too you watched jay and silent bob with me he swears he did what yeah 
Were you drunk? Were you tired? Were you high? I might have been both of those things, because that was back when I was exhausted all the time and drinking all the time. He said both, and I mentioned three things, so <laughs> so I think he might be high right now. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me! No! <laughs> hey, man, it, but yeah, it's, it's legal in your state, I, so... It is. I don't remember that, though. Ooh. Well, Chad, How many... Sorry. Chad had never seen Clerks 2, so I made him watch that this weekend. So I got to. Did he like it? it? I got. Yeah, he did. Good. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, now I remember. Uh I said about the whole thing about how I didn't have a doubt in my mind that that yes. was okay. So, yeah, it's just he made Tusk. Got it. But he's he he's been able to show with the other movies that he's made that he can do different types of genres and dive into those things, but then also go back to his roots and go back to that at the same time. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's nice to know that he can do multiple things instead of just one. Yeah. He's not a yeah. one trick pony per se. Yeah. That's fair. And that pony's name is Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. I see what you did there. <laughs> All right. So, I have a dumb question. Go for it. Okay, you're going to know this better than I will. So in the movie, Justice uh, is married to a woman. Yes. Is that woman the same person that Dante ends up with at the end of Clerks 2? It's the same actress. Yeah. Different character. Different character. Yes. I thought so. Because I was like, that's too big of a plot point for them to just kind of like gloss over. Yeah. Completely different character. Okay. Because I thought that too. When I saw her in the trailer, I was like, "Oh my god, they're bringing they're bringing her back!" But they did not bring her mm-hmm. back. They brought the actress back. They did not bring the character this time. I hope they bring her back for Clerks Three. They almost have to. Yeah, she's she's playing a different character in this one. Uh, Got it. She played Becky in Clerks Two. In this one, she's Reggie. So. Okay. I mean, I'm happy she's back. I like her. Speaking of justice and being over at her house and everything i really love that entire setup i loved how yeah. i loved how, what, millennium mm-hmm. came home yeah and in the hockey mask uh like that character from ninja turtles i forget his name casey jones casey yeah. jones casey jones yeah I, totally I remembered like i totally got casey jones vibes and then of course under the mask she was like sleep 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 as she was like dragging them down to the floor um but just that that whole scene of like him going to the bedroom and like being introduced to her and everything was just like looking around and seeing all the hockey trope uh trophies and everything was hysterical yeah um yeah any other questions Devin? because you seem to have a few no, those are all of my own are all of my questions. I think the one thing that I did want to say just to make sure that I got everything that I thought out. Harley Quinn Smith was really, really good in this. Mm-hmm. She was. I was like, all right. I'm one of those assholes. It's like no oh, director's daughters in the movie. But like, she was really good. No, she really is. Um, she's been in a few other things outside of Kevin Smith films. Oh, um let me find her on this page all right so she was in once upon a time in hollywood oh was she yeah um that was i gotta watch that now yeah i think she had a smaller part but she's in it she's at like the uh manson compound 
Uh, she okay. was in a film called All Night. Uh, a film with, I think this is the one with, yeah, she was in a film with Molly Ringwald called All These Small Moments last year. Interesting. Uh, she showed up on Supergirl, which I'm pretty sure was like Kevin Smith's episode. Huh. <laughs> um, she was in a film called The Holidays, Other Fish, and then like just play, like small cameos when she was younger. I wouldn't be surprised because Devin, you're right. She did do a really good job in this because I feel like if it wasn't for her performance, I don't think I would have liked Jay's performance as well as i did because they played off each other really well and she and her emotion especially when they hugged and they Mm -hmm. showed her face like if she was like kind of like getting her chin into like into like his neck area like just those even small things for a character i wouldn't be surprised if somebody sees this now obviously people will in hollywood because he is who he is now i wouldn't be surprised if if she starts getting more prominent roles yeah in yeah in not just in stuff that like she's already been in but like but like uh mainstream stuff and i think yoga hosers helped that a little bit um i feel like i'm excited to see that yeah i am too i haven't watched it maybe maybe you and i will watch it and just talk about it yeah that's fine maybe we'll do that a year from now like uh every year in october we will talk about kevin smith kevin smith that's okay um, but yeah i i don't think it's just that she's his daughter that she's in this she is good mm-hmm. um i don't think he would he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would just put his daughter in a lead role like this just to do it i think it's because she has the talent and has the skill um and i think well and that's I think he makes yeah. people in these things want to be there. So like Jay being in clerks and like his acting in that. And then he kept coming to these and do, doing better and improving mm-hmm. every time. I think it's just that he attracts the people who want to do the work and they, they deliver. So, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is I knew the plot to this movie before I saw the movie. Oh, like, I knew that Jay was going to have a kid. Yeah, and I was like, okay, he's going to learn to be a good dad by the end, and it's going to be funny. But, like, I kind of get the beats of the movie. But it's his performance and Harley Quinn's performance that made me actually care about it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Good job, movie. Good job. Yeah. All right. So, wait. I do have one more question. Okay. (laughs) You mentioned Vanity Fair tore the movie apart. Is critical reception not great to this movie? Because I, like, actually haven't read or seen a single thing about it. Yeah, I, I've seen a couple of billboards. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Okay, so its meta score right now is a forty-six. IGN gave no. it. A, IGN gave it a seventy. Good. Variety gave it a sixty. IndieWire gave it a fifty. RogerEbert.com gave it a thirty-eight. And the no. AV, AV Club gave it a thirty-three. See, see, you know see, what? Thing is, Devin, I'm not surprised by it. We shouldn't be upset by this. To be it's true, to be, com- to be to be completely honest, because okay, do you like the Fifth Element? Have you seen it? Yeah, I loved it. Okay, that was shot to hell by the critics. Really? It was shot to hell. See, the the thing is, when most most like a movie like this, it doesn't matter what the critics say because it's not made for them. 
and it's not made that way. Like Kevin Smith didn't make this movie with the idea that he would be nominated for anything for this. This was purely for the fans. And usually when you do something like that, it's not going to be a critically acc- uh, acclaimed film. It's yeah. just, it's not going to. Yeah. Case in point to what Ryan just said. So I don't like going to Rotten Tomatoes. I think the Rotten Tomatoes numbers are thrown around way too much and have way too much weight in the industry. I agree. Rotten Tomatoes right now has Jay and Silent Bob reboot at a 62% fresh, oh. which isn't bad. But yeah. the audience score is 95%. That makes sense. That makes total sense. See, and that... Going back to IMDb, yeah. the, the user score is a 7.8 out of 10. So Wow. And that's only with 538 ratings, but I'm going to rate it. I'm going to rate it myself right now at a 8. Give it an 8. Now, you know what? I'm going up yeah. to 9. See, when I'm on IMDb, I always rate anything that if I if I even just enjoyed something to loved it, I always give it a 10 because there are so many ratings that at a certain point, giving it a 10 is the only way to make sure that your rating is going to make, make some kind of effect to it, even if it doesn't change the overall rating at least if enough people like let's say if 10 people do 10 you might get it to move like a half a notch yeah yeah you you got me to change my vote so yeah yeah are you a 10 now are you are you a russian spy always how how do we feel how do we (laughs) how do we feel about the russian spy bit you know i really didn't like it I, i don't think it was necessary no I think there were times I couldn't understand her either. Like the accent was so thick and overdone that I like didn't understand what she's saying sometimes. I I think if there were a little bit of clues laid out beforehand, it would have been more enjoyable, but yeah, to me, it's a Kevin Smith, Jay and silent Bob movie. I don't need any crumbs going that direction. (laughs) I just need it to happen. And the fact that it was so over the top and she had like the curly hair going like for no apparent reason, um, the, the huge eyelashes, like even her makeup changed for crying out loud when she took everything off. Oh yeah. Um, I liked it. Like I thought it fit and because of where it was at, it was, uh, it was during, it was when Kevin Smith was portraying his persona. You had Jay and silent Bob there. You had the, the all of the knockers and so like it, it mm-hmm. you know it, it 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 fit for me okay all right i mean i think it fit i just like i don't know i just saw it and was like meh all right one last thing before we wrap this up how do we feel yeah. about ben affleck cra- cracking jokes about batfleck i loved it i loved it I really hope that before he went on this tour, he sat down with Ben Affleck and just did a deep dive interview about Batman and his time. That would be so nice. Like, I hope they get to that point where he can he can just come out and talk about it. It might not be until mm-hmm. after the Batman comes out, but right. I really want to hear what his take on the whole thing is. I really do, too, though, because I'm really because he like put a lot of work and a lot of effort into the character. Yeah, yeah he did. And it showed. And and, yeah. and and one thing too, because I've seen Gone Girl. I like Gone Girl. It's a good movie. Yeah. And when I heard that he was going to be like making 
his his standalone Batman movie, mm-hmm. knowing knowing what he did with Gone Girl, I was really excited for that, and then it just fell flat. He didn't direct Gone Girl. He was behind it though, like that was his film. No, that was a David. Really, Fincher. I thought that was it was Fincher. Then he did Gone. He did Gone Baby Gone. He did The Town. He did Argo. There's a bunch of things that he has done. He was not. He might have produced Gone Girl, but he did. He didn't direct. I think it. that's what I'm thinking of because I remember there was this huge thing behind him and Gone Girl, and not just him being the actor. Like he was behind the camera. Uh, let me let me look. There was a lot of stuff about that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he didn't direct it. Let me see if he was a producer. Um, While you're looking, I appreciated the uh, Batman Superman mom name joke. Yes, the uh, that was fun. You think you're Bruce Wayne, but then you're Thomas Wayne or his mom, whose name I can't quite seem to remember, and he just kind of looks at the camera. No, he he was just in Gone Girl from the looks of it. Maybe he like pushed to have it made or something. Possibly, like I can see that. No, because I because I remember that was the whole like thing that like he was supposed to be like the like like a big part of it and but not just being the actor like I mean he was like supposed produce to produce it or something he was supposed to do Batman like direct Batman and I was really excited for that because I liked Argo and I liked the town yeah. um I haven't seen Gone Baby Gone yet but I so what actually that. happened to the Batman movie. Did it just, the uh, studio decided they didn't want it anymore? They didn't want, I think when Zack Snyder left and the audiences didn't seem to like Batman v Superman, they didn't want Batfl- They didn't want Ben Affleck anymore. That wasn't the problem with the movie. It wasn't. And I think, I think Warner Brothers has learned all the wrong lessons from everything that they've done. Just, I think you're right. Just like the Joker, like the Joker's a huge hit for them. Which is great mm-hmm. good for them. It's a it's a good film, but you know what we don't need? We don't need a two faced standalone film. We don't need a Mister Freeze standalone film. Those characters, especially Harvey Dent, work better with Batman as a foil. Yeah, like Harvey I mean you're Dent, absolutely right. Harvey Dent transforming into Two Face is so much better when you have him holding Batman and Jim Gordon responsible for it. I can really only think of one exception, though. That's not the Joker. Go for it. We need a Danny DeVito Penguin standalone movie. No. We need it. We need it. That's Batman Returns. It's like, but it's like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. The movie. Plus, he's penguins. I I think you need. I I would love it if he just showed up in Crisis on on Infinite Earths. <sighs> if he does, I'm watching everything up until that. Like every episode of everything, yeah. Just to, just for the Danny DeVito pay, DeVito payoff. Here's the only way that I would say that I would want to see a Danny DeVito standalone like Penguin thing is if they did an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and they have Danny DeVito's character trying to work through some like tr- tragic event that happened in it in his past, but it's around Halloween. So they have to get ready to go to this Halloween party. So you've got Danny <laughs> DeVito trying to deal with this like childhood trauma that he's been like holding back forever. And at the same time, you have the other characters trying to force him to go as the penguin 
to this Halloween party and he doesn't want to because that reflects back to the childhood trauma. And then they eventually get him drunk before the party and dress him up as the penguin anyway. And then he wakes up on a sofa in the middle of the party dressed as the penguin. And then he looks down and he realizes it and he starts to scream because he's so mad. And I, he can't ends tell, up... <laughs> I can't tell if you're just pulling this out of nowhere or if this is an actual episode of It's Always Sunny. I'm pulling it this out reads of like a real episode. I can hear the music and everything. <laughs> that that <laughs> needs to be an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But I don't know if they would be able to get the rights from DC to do it. I've only ever seen... I think you can get away with it, like skipping around it a little bit. Like just saying, yeah. it should be a penguin. <laughs> um, right but he dressed but i'm saying like he wakes up with the pointy nose the top hat mm-hmm. and like the cane and he just looks down and looks around and he just starts screaming at the top of his lungs <laughs> i would only, love it i've only ever seen one episode of it's always sunny what yeah and it was with you in pittsburgh which one did we watch i for, it had to do with like a show they were putting on a show or something it's our <laughs> like that's you watched a good one. Always yeah. Sunny in Philadelphia is our generation Seinfeld. It is. It's, it's the same concept. It's uh, just the people are worse. It's modern times with worse. That was not the way to sell it to me. But because you don't like Seinfeld, you, you don't like Seinfeld. I can appreciate Seinfeld for what it is. Not a. It's not one that I I will seek out and watch. I think I'm with you though. I don't like Seinfeld that much either. Now I like Danny DeVito and I I like um, Charlie Day, so I may give "It's Always Sunny" a shot, but com- like just saying it's the new Seinfeld is just like mm. well because think about it. There's no overarching plot to the show. They do different things every episode, and they're just horrible people. That's what Seinfeld was. Yeah. The only yeah. difference is that Always Sunny in Philadelphia doesn't have who created Seinfeld. I forget. It wasn't just the actor. It was the guy. It was him and Larry David. I don't like it. Larry David. That's don't you? the difference for me. I hate him. I can't stand his stuff. I don't. I hated Larry his David. show on HBO. I hated it. Wow. Okay. I was not a fan of his stuff at all. The best thing to come out of Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO is just the music with the end credits. Because I, whenever that shows up at the end of a video on the internet, I just lose it. <laughs> well, yeah, no, 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 no. That is. And I think maybe there was one episode that I ever really kind of like liked, but... I really tried to give it a shot because like, I'm not the biggest fan of Seinfeld, but if there's an episode mm-hmm. on, I'll watch it just because I remember in the nineties was it, I was in fifth grade in 95. I was 10 and 95. And that's about when I started watching like Seinfeld almost every day, because that's what my parents watched after work. And I got into it. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Newman. Hello, Jerry. <laughs> all right. I mean, it was fun. So I think that's all we got for Jane Summit Bob reboot. Yeah, I think so. And I think that ends our Kevin Smith week here on You Have to Watch This Podcast. Genuinely sad about it. it. It's a good way to end it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tune in next week where we have Devin watch for the first time. Silence of the Lambs. Guys, I can't wait. So the Brian can finally stop bit. yelling at me. So the, good, <laughs> so the goodbye horses bit that you've seen in, la- in like two movies that we just watched will actually make sense now. Uh, the preview for this is just going to be me doing the goodbye horses bit. For you have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. <laughs> I'm Ryan. Not touching that with a. And I'm Devin. Table. And we'll <laughs> see you next week. 
Snooch to the nooch. What do you guys think about this reboot? It sucks. There, I said it. And who's directing this shit anyway? Kevin fucking Smith? Smells like this reboot went up in smoke. 